LIW American Horror Story Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW American Horror Story Review, episode 51 for season one, episode eight, Rubber Man. This, is, this, this episode's my jam. It's got bondage. It's got rape. It's got violent murder via ass fire poker. Uh, I think that's what they're called, right? They're called ass fire pokers. It's got violent murder via fire poker in the ass. Poker? Poker? Whatever. So let's just get into it. Um, this episode, I, I had a big confusion there where all my episodes are out of order. So if you see the album artwork or the episode artwork, rather, for uh, episode six, seven, eight, nine, something like that, they're kind of out of order. I, I'm, I don't even give a shit enough to go back and fix it. I just had a mix-up there where they were mislabeled. Therefore, the Rubberman poster is weird. The next episode, Spooky Little Girl, is technically the one for a character that's already dead and his episode already happened for Open House. It's that guy in a G-string, and it's me on there. It's out of order. Just go ahead and accept that fact. I, I might go back and fix it. I don't know. I don't know how much I give a shit about that. It's all... I try to do each episode has their own poster, but... It's going to bother me if I don't fix it. So this might be irrelevant because I have fixed it since recording or since you hear this. I don't know. I, I make no promises of the show anymore, remember. Let's just get into it. So six months ago, we see uh, we see Nora. She's freaking out about the house. If you remember in the last episode, Vivian looked at the photographs on Violet's bed and saw the picture of Nora in them. And she had the memory that we get to see the flashback of her touring the house and being very confused by everything and scared. And that's pretty much Nora's character. She's walking around the house again in the beginning of this one. She's like, what, what happened to all my stuff? It's all different. It's all different. Apparently, if you kill yourself, you just have like denial. You have no idea you're dead. It's just kind of the, the, the purgatory that you're stuck in. Um, Tate walks up to her, asks if she needs a baby. Keep in mind, this is like right when the family moved in. So she, he's not with uh, Violet yet. He goes and he gets the gimp sex outfit thing. And then he proceeds to, I wrote sex with Viv, but let's be honest, it's rape. He rapes Viv. This is when like Ben is having his little freak out downstairs and he's holding his hand above the stove. And Viv thinks it's Ben in the gimp outfit. I almost said outsuit. That would have been weird. Uh, Viv, later on, Viv talks to Moira and Marcy about Nora's ghost and she's going crazy. And that's mostly what the, the, this episode and the next one are about, are going crazy. Uh, we cut to Chad. He is... Uh, Feeling crazy about Pat being in the bondage shit because he found out Pat, Pat has an online persona where he talks to like I forget his name like Gimpfucker sixty four thousand or something like that you know some weird crazy bondage name but he's on these sites and he's talking you know, like he's caught his computer and he's he looked into Pat's online stuff and he found out he's on this weird shit and doesn't tell he never told Chad about any of this Chad's talking to his female friend at a restaurant and they're sitting there talking and he's like she's like you need to go out and get it. Go give him what he needs. I'm like, I don't know if that's... How about a conversation at, at the beginning? Do you want me to do this? I found this. Do you want me to do this? If you're really trying to work on your relationship, you... I don't know. Conversation it would be suffice because maybe he's just into it online. Like, I think most people, the porn they watch doesn't isn't really indicative of what they want in life. Like, otherwise, stepmom porn wouldn't be as big or, like, the weird taboo shit. It's taboo because you don't... You don't really want it to happen. I, I, it's not like I'm defending myself, and it is true. But you don't. I don't want to do the things I'm watching there. It's 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 not oh, indicative of what I actually feel or want. It's just when you gotta bust a nut, you gotta bust a nut, and you 
maybe you're into some weird shit. And then, you, you know, you, you finish and you're just like, oh, well, I'm watching Full House reruns. Oh, God. Am I that into Aunt Becky? I, I don't, is she going to go to prison? And, you know, reality sets in. I, I don't know. It, it, he could have just said, hey, you want me to wear this? And he'd be like, no. Be like, All right. Well, what, let's talk about what we need to do to, you know, facilitate whatever needs you do have. You know, a conversation, but this is a TV show, so he goes out and buys the, the gimp suit. He looks at all the bondage shit, and the guy's like, he talks about, hey, I freaked the fuck out because the guy at the, at the weird sex store talks about how he sells ball stretchers, and I freaked out because I'm like, what? Why? I, I guess I have so many questions, and in, in in first and foremost being why? Why do you want to stretch your balls? Is it, is it a, a momentary stretch? Is it something that, so it makes it so they hang loose for the rest of your life? Is it, I can't imagine that being pleasurable. Is it about torturing someone? That sounds like a medieval torture device. Like, a, put him in the in the galley and and stretches stretches balls. Ah, like we're so evil. Ha. Ah. And it does sound in like a weird torture dungeon. I I don't know what the fuck that would be. I I picture like a little contraption, almost like a miniature guillotine sort of thing. But instead, it just like holds your balls, and you have a little crank on the side, like a pencil sharpener back in the day, and you just twist it, and it just pulls your balls from your body, not removes them, but like this kind of. Uh. Is it like those hand, like those things that guys get where they? My grandpa had one those those little uh, hand exercises where you just squeeze the thing. It's kind of triangle shaped. Um, are you doing like that? Am I ball? Like are they ball pull ups in a way? Are you supposed to like? focus on that muscle and the balls pull the weight back up and you just get like really strong balls like you have six pack on your balls i don't i can't imagine what it is i don't want to see a picture of it because i think it'll freak me out more and the fact that people are into it is what scares me the most but chad buys the buys the gimp suit as per the guy's request like if you're if you know go ahead and buy this you guys will fuck like crazy and you know he's not into it you got a great halloween outfit that I see it seems like you would just die because uh, a couple weeks ago for Easter, I dressed up as the Easter bunny uh, for for my girlfriend's daughter. And I felt like I was going to die. And, you know, I live in Phoenix, so it's a little bit different here. But that wasn't made of, you know, fucking leather or rubber. Where the fuck that's made of? It's called rubber man. So I assume it's made out of rubber. But it, it was just cotton and, and it was so fucking thick. But I was like outside for like five, ten minutes. And I'm like, I'm overheating in this thing. I'm going to pass out if I don't get the fuck out of here. And I don't want one of her first memories to be watching the Easter bunny die right in front of her of heat exhaustion and uh, have someone having to resuscitate a, a bunny and, and that being her first memory. And that's what she's explaining to her therapist 35 years down the, down the road when she's strangling stray cats. I don't want that shit to come. I see like this whole horrible path in front of her. So I'm like, I got to get inside. Got to get out of this. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> I can't say anything, but I'm just like doing like arm flails. Like, Dying, dying, I'm dying in here. But so I imagine wearing this gimp outfit would just be horrible, and you you would want to die. And maybe that's the point of it is is sort of the the domination of if you're in a gimp suit, like how Zed has that little guy, the gimp in the chest in at the end of a uh, not the end, but in a uh, Pulp Fiction. I don't know if that's the uh, that's what you're into, because if you are. Stop listening to my show. I'm sorry. I, I can't handle it. I, I don't. I don't accept it. I just don't. <sighs> anyway, let's let's get away from the ball stretcher talk and talk about how Hayden. Uh, she talks to Nora about being dead. She's like, "Bitch, you're dead. Shut up. Quit crying so much. You walk around crying. We both want babies. I get it. 
But like, this is an exit wound. You must have blown your brains out. Like, accept that fact. Just, just move on with your, with your afterlife. Come on. Uh, Hayden is full of rage, and she talks about how she can't get it out because she fucks Constance's husband, who's dead there. And then uh, she kills him, and she's like, but it doesn't stick. And then all of a sudden, he's like making coffee or something. And like, want to go up? Uh, and then, so she keeps fucking and killing and fucking and killing and fucking and killing, which some people, that might be great. But, you know, as me as an anti-ball stretcher and my stance on that, everyone knows that. I'm going to, my next, you know, Phoenix West 2020, when I run for president this year, uh, anti-ball stretchers. That's, that's my first and foremost, my point. And then it'll eventually 50, 60, 70, maybe 150 down the list, because I do have 100 things that'll burn in hell. Eventually we'll get to, like, the economy and, like, you know, foreign countries and, and things like that. But really, I'm there to talk about and ban ball stretchers. They might be fantastic. I will never know. It's like surfing. It looks great. I will never know. I don't like the ocean. I'm not going to do it. It's never going to happen in my life. I, I accepted that fact a long time ago. And I'll probably never downhill ski. Like, down the slopes and off, a, off the cliff. That's never going to happen with me. I don't have that... that need for that same reason i don't have the need for to stretch my balls they're fine the way they are and if they're not fine the way they are they'll i'll just have to live with the fact that they're not fine the way they are i i sorry it's just, it's just, it's one of those things where i i, I kind of hold sacred where i go god didn't make these balls wrong i don't believe in god but god didn't make these balls wrong these balls are great i don't need to stretch them i don't need to do that at all no thank you they're fine why do i why am i back to the ball stretching talk that's all i can think about now it's really in my mind. It's fucking earwormed into me. It's, it's inside. I can't get rid of it. We need to move on. Um, Hayden is fucking with Viv. She's throwing shit in the ground, which doesn't help Viv, Vivian's whole thing about going crazy and thinking she's going crazy. And everyone else thinks she going, is going crazy. Um, we finally finished the flashback of Chad and Pat, where Tate kills Pat upstairs and shoves a fire poker, fireplace poker in his ass and then throws him down the stairs. Um, I get it. We don't really finish it then. I don't know why I wrote that. Because we finish it later. But anyway, Violet is, uh, is upstairs trying to play with Bo. Uh, but Ben asks her why she hasn't been to school in two weeks. And then she starts like flipping out. And I'm like, why don't you pay attention to your own wife? And I'm like, in the last episode, you were just like randomly apologizing for shit. And now you're just like, fuck you, dad. Like, she's an angry ghost for some reason. Because she is dead at this point. Uh, and, and part of this, why I'm kind of looking forward to finishing up, especially the next coming episodes, you know, the last two especially, are seeing how it ties into season eight is, you know, because season eight is about the Antichrist and the apocalypse and all that. This one is when he's born. You kind of get, this is like the, the bookend of season eight. So season one, season eight, season one, season one, season three, season eight are really tied together. Those, those are the three that are part of season eight. So it's, I'm not looking for the season three though. I only watched it once and I was like, eh, no, not for me. That's all right. I didn't hate it like season four. Season four, I fucking hated. But I, how many times have I said that in the show? But anyway, she hasn't been to school in two weeks because she's fucking deadsville. Uh, Moira talks to Viv about him, how men treat women. And she talks, has this long-ass speech about how men, their, their best skill is making women feel crazy and how doctors used to, I'm trying to remember what she said. I don't have this written in my notes. I just rewatched it a little bit ago. I was playing Darkum, or Arkham Knight finally, and I had it on mute, and I was had the episode on, so I could hear it, and it was just on the background, and I kept hearing her be like, uh, Moira is like, so doctors used to, 
they, they make up weird things for women like exhaustion or blah, blah, blah. So, and they said it was lack of sexual release or something like that. So that doctors would masturbate women. And I'm like, what do you, like, I get liking to please your lady. But what, what is a doctor getting out of masturbating a lady? I, I don't, if, like, it's different with the, the doctor in the next episode where he, he, you know, puts the girls under, then he fucks them. It's it's a little at least you know what I'm saying it's horrible but he's getting something out of it out of the exchange but a doctor being like you there yet come on like that I don't it's it's gross but it's also like why what are you doing what are you getting out of, like he must be like smelling his hand after she leaves I don't I, fuck what's he doing I don't I can't no I I have no no explanation just like the ball stretcher but we need to move on so I don't think about that um Viv um. Oh, it was the first time Moira told Viv about the spirits in the house because she's like, there are malevolent spirits here. And she's like, this is the first time I've ever told any any owner here, you need to get out of here for your own good. So Viv starts packing up. Uh, She makes Violet leave with her, uh, but they go out to the car and it's full of the home invaders from earlier, which has the guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. If you're on the Facebook page for that, he's on there all the time. Uh, Can't remember his name off the top of my hand. Sorry. Sorry, dude. But a funny guy. And uh, he... uh, Hayden is out there too, and she's on the stairs. She's there as well, I should say. She's on the stairs. She looks sinister as hell. It's really cool looking. She's all like doing a Stanley Kubrick thing where she's looking up. But um, Bev thinks uh, Ben thinks I almost said Bev because I combined their names. That's their celebrity couple name, uh, Ben and Viv, Ben and Viv. Bev. So Ben thinks Viv is insane because she starts going fucking crazy and talking about how there's people in the car and there's ghosts and everything. Um, Violet. Fucks Tate finally, and we only get to see postcoital. Come on, guys. Come on, show. Know what I want. I, I want to see Tate more than Violet. I'm sorry. Nothing against you, Violet. I, I, Tate, come on. I mean, who doesn't want Evan Peter? Peter. Uh, so Violet tells Ben, because uh, Ben is like, okay, what really happened out there, Violet? Like, you're the voice of reason here. And she's like, I just said whatever mom wanted me to. I, I, I was worried. I was scared. And she got me scared. So I just said whatever she thought, because told the, she told the cops that people in the, you know, in the car. And so she's, so now Ben really thinks she's crazy. Um, she said that so she could stay in the house, uh, Violet, because obviously she can't leave, which is kind of a dick move because now her parents are forced to be there and they're still alive. So she might have just killed them. But also Violet doesn't really know she's dead, I think, uh, because later on we'll figure that out. But um, instead of going to buy a gun, uh, Vivian tricks Marcy into coming over and steals her gun. And she calls, calls her over, and she's like, what happened to Mr. Eskandarian's, I think it was his name, right? What happened to his ridiculously low offer? You know, we haven't heard anything back, you know, about closing. And she's like, I have, I've been calling him morning, noon, and night every day for two weeks, and I haven't heard anything. And then all of a sudden, Viv starts going, oh, I got the vapors. I got the vapors. Go give me a glass of water, please. Please, child. So Marcy goes and gets it. She steals the fucking gun. And then she gives her a glass of water, and then Viv's like, all right, get the fuck out, Marcy, you dumb bitch. You dumb bitch. I love Marcy because she has such a small role, but she's like, in that small role, she's racist. She's a terrible person. <laughs> she's all this horrible shit, and she's in different seasons as well. Um, ben, uh, Ben's staying the night because he's, you know, he wants to protect Violet at this point. Um, and then... Vivian starts having like weird, you know, freak out dreams, and she he sees a uh, she sees the gimp suit, and then she shoots, pulls out the gun, and shoots the gimp suit guy, and ends up being just Ben just standing there. 
And so he uh, obviously isn't too happy about that. But they, uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of part. I didn't write this in my notes. I'm trying to remember. This is right here, right? Where uh, uh, Morris Chestnut is over, and he's like explaining. I think it might have been a little earlier uh, before the shooting that he's basically telling the cops, like, hey, did, uh, did Ben happen to tell you that they're, they're getting divorced or separated? He got kicked out of the house. He's cheating on her and all this horrible shit. And so when Morris Chestnut finally sees, you know, she is crazy because she starts going crazy. She goes, she's on Valium. She talks to Hayden and Viv. Or she, she talks to Hayden, who Hayden's like, I, I'm watching you, or whatever fucking bullshit she says. And she's like, Ben and I are done. You can have him. And she's like, I don't want him. I want a baby. And she's like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden she's attacked by the rubber man. Um, it, but it ends up being Ben just being like, are you okay? Like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you. And Morris Chestnut, Chestnut witnesses the whole thing. So you see Morris Chestnut being like, Morris Chestnut being like, oh, yeah, she's crazy. I'm glad I didn't stick my dick in that. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad. And they, they take her to the hospital. Uh, the, you know, some loony bin guy show up, and they, she has to grab her purse and like, you're not going to need that, bitch. Get in the car. Come on, we're taking you. You know, no, no, no freedom. No, no, don't even think about it. Just go, go in the car. We're going to give you a shot. You're going to go to sleep, and then we'll masturbate you. Because that's apparently what doctors do. Um, Tate is dragging Chad and Pat to the basement. We see the rest of that flashback from before. Uh, Moira tells Tate to get over his female issues. Because she's like, you have to stop letting the, the spirits of the female ghosts here control you. Like, Because he's doing all this so he can get a baby for, for uh, Nora. Um, she gives him a gun and is like, we can't let him... We, we have to, you know, basically make it look like a murder-suicide, which is what he does. He shoots Pat in the chest, shoots Chad in the head like he shot himself, and they leave it like that. I guess they didn't want to do it because otherwise the house would be empty for a while. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know why she gives a shit. They're all dead and ghosts. I have no idea why it matters. But, yeah, they're, they're both dead. So Chad and Pat are dead. They're, they're ghosts now on our show. And that's the end of the episode. So we'll get to the other parts later. The next episode, unfortunately, is the Block Dahlia episode, which I don't really care for, you know, some of it. it and this is why I say American Horror Story tends to go off track a lot and have these stupid scenes of, I don't want to say it's stupid, it just doesn't work for me. Have these, like, random side, side stories that don't really tie in with much, and you, you feel like, oh, they could have cut this out, whittled it down, had a tighter, more concise show. But it's here. It's an episode. Season four is notorious for this, which is why I hate that season. It's just nothing ties together. It just, just feels so like, and then there's this. So here's our main story. But then there's this over there for a couple episodes. Let's talk about that. Oh, that didn't matter. Let's go back to our main story. No, no, let's go over here and look at this guy. And you're like, God, do a show, do a do a couple more drafts on your script. Just focus on the story. And if it ties in, if the side story ties in perfectly with it and they come back or, you know, something, some sort of connective tissue, great, great. That's fantastic. But as of now, you're just kind of like, oh, okay. Here's this guy. Oh, they don't matter. Bye. He's dead. Bye. Okay, let's over here. Tupper Party Massacre bullshit. Which is cool to watch, but at the same time, you're like, I don't need this again in this, in this season. It, it matters not. But that's the end of the episode. Let's go ahead and finish up here and say, go to LIWstudios.com. Check out the other shows. We just started a new show, LIW Tales from the Crypt Review. 
It's on Spotify. All our shows are on Spotify. Just added them yesterday. It's so much easier now. You used to have to submit an email. Whole long story. Doesn't matter. They're on there. LAW Tales from the Crypt review. LAW uh, The Walking Dead review. LAW The Twilight Zone review. LAW Westworld review. And then we got uh, on the website and on uh, Lloyd and Wonderland on YouTube, uh, B-Movie Battle. I watch B-Movies. I watch Nick Cage movies, so we get Nick Cage cast as well. Um, yeah, go check them out. They're a lot of fun. Also got Americant and Nyquil and Cocaine, which is a face-off novelization audiobook that I have a video show as well. It's fucking nonsense. It, it's a lot of fun to do. Go check it out. Appreciate anything. Subscribe, rate, and review. Blah, 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 blah. Who gives a shit? Smash that like button. <laughs> Give us a thumbs up on Facebook. Make sure you follow our release. Blah, 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 blah. Until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizen. Smash that like button. Smash it like it's in a gimp suit and you're going to stretch its balls. <laughs>